0: Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. Boxed
1: boxed wine goes to my head. Makes me forget cocktaint. And it seems I'm being told to stop singing. Uh, but you know what today's episode is about. Have we abandoned uh, the classy bottle for a cheap bag here on Have a Drink? Or is there a reason to slap the bag? Well, grab your fanciest Franzia and find out as we have a drink.
0: To have a drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Frazier. Uh, I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, everybody. Wow. it's hey, about it? It's only been a week since we last did this.
1: Sure has, Dr. Nick.
3: <laughs> As they say, it's been a week. Uh, you are you uh, kidding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,. Uh, I've not
1: been up to a whole much on my end. How's everybody else been doing? (laughs) Sounds like it's been
3: great.
0: Uh, Casey, why don't you (laughs) say?
3: Um, let's see. Uh, so I went hunting today. Got up a five. That was fun. Got a buck. Oh, congrats! So I've gotten meat uh, out in the cooler in the car. So hopefully I'll be um, getting that butchered up here in the next day or two, and uh, have a have a hundred pounds or so of meat in the freezer. So that'll be a fun little time. I want to point uh, out that
2: Casey has never said what he hunted and what he what exactly is going in the freezer. He's just saying meat.
3: He was he said uh, today was he said, the first. He, he got a buck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was
2: a man named Buck.
3: <laughs> buck. Today <laughs> was the first day of deer season. Doesn't necessarily mean it was deer that I put in the freezer. No, um, but yeah. He so. likes
1: the most dangerous game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it had been a while. Um, I look back at the last time I hunted, and it was 19 years ago. So. <clears throat> oh, wow. Yeah. It was. It was time to get back out. Especially on keto, trying to do low carb it's good to have all the meat
1: uh i don't know how do you do how do you do low carb hunting what where what do you do with all the beer
3: Mm. Uh, you make it into liquor (laughs) (laughs) that's yep
1: that's safer uh but yeah that sounds that sounds good uh Nice, nice, fun time. Although, I imagine you're exhausted.
3: Yeah, it was five a.m. So yeah, uh, and then we brewed a beer today for a week late of National Learn to Homebrew Day. So Mm -hmm. we did a demo at the brewery after that. So I feel like I've done manly things. I (laughs) went and took an animal out of the woods and then made beer. So should have
2: worn the pelt to go make the beer.
3: Drape it over you. Just walk in and put the
2: antlers on your head and just Just do the
1: dance. Rice. Rice yeast.
2: Rice. (laughs) Now we consecrate
1: the beer. (laughs) We use magic wand.
3: Stir all our beer with this. That's what we need. That's the house culture right there. Mm hmm. Sir Magic Pelt. <laughs> it holds more yeast than the wand. <laughs> Probably would hold more uh, wild yeast in
1: that than uh, <laughs> just do a little dance around the around the mash. Let it let it just fall in. I
0: feel like we're entering huh? racist territory. Also.
1: <laughs> oh. Uh, maybe. I, I was just thinking he was doing like the Macarena around it, but okay. Uh how about you guys?
2: <laughs> that's a loaded question, you realize that. Okay, yeah. we, we don't have a terrible long time. So we're not going to go into detail at least on I, the negative bits. Yeah,
0: I yes, that's the good that's the point. I will quickly say I started my new job this past week. Yeah, so yeah thank you. Uh that was probably the highlight for me of the week because otherwise <laughs> we've had some some uh setbacks. Let's say so, mm-hmm. you know, with, because parents.
2: Because sick <laughs> children, they just, they love yeah. to happen. Yeah. You can't, you can't get them off the floor. They're always sticky.
0: <laughs> they,
1: they try real hard to not stay healthy.
2: Yeah. No, they're, they're just sponges for germs and disease.
0: And then they get List. very angry at you when you try to help
2: them. You're trying to help them. <laughs> You're just like, I'm trying to keep you alive. And there's like, no, there's little emo that kids. Is... They're like, no, I want to die. All dramatic. Uh I get that I,
3: kid. I haven't been to work more than three days a week in the past six weeks. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> Just because
3: because one of or the other kids.
2: kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Where one we, child or the other is sick. We were running yeah.
2: really good this year. I think we'd only had one other incident back in like February where uh he had a fever and had to stay home and now we're we're back in this boat again but i mean the february to november and whether there hadn't mm-hmm. been a significant incident so i'm i'm like well we can count that time frame as a big win especially for yeah. with our child which before covid it was every other week it was a bad fever incident
3: mm-hmm. um i do have one more thing to add good oh. news
2: yeah good news
3: um so the Kentucky Guild of Brewers KGB um had their annual meeting and we were able to listen to a brewery one of the founders of um a brewery there in in Fort Collins come and talk about their brewery and and putting it together and making it it was Odell's oh. Hmm. So the two of the three founders of Odell's were in uh, Louisville on Monday, given their spiel about, you know, here's how we we did what we did and how we sold out basically to their employees instead of to an Anheuser Busch or whatever. But it was really cool. Nice. nice. Yeah, I like that. Meet those yeah. folks and talk to them. And
2: just good stuff. That was always one of my regrets uh, when we were in Fort Collins because we didn't have time. We had time for a brewery and it's obviously the mm-hmm. one we went to. But and then mm. to find out kind of almost after the fact, Odell's was around the corner. Yeah. And I was just like, and, and, the time and there, there first. Yeah. The time wasn't <sighs> available for us to hit two places. It was like right there. <laughs> different it, time. Different anyway, but time. Yeah. uh speaking of visiting breweries, uh I had my Dark Lord pick up today. <sighs> and it's all it's always fun when you're making that uh what's the what's the round trip? It's like nine hundred miles. Mm. there and back to.
1: Like you would hours. drive 900 more I would. just to be the man who <laughs> drunk a up, thousand miles.
2: Running up to Chicago uh, to pick up four bottles of beer and uh, and come back. Four <laughs> bottle a, spot. <laughs> I was thinking
1: car. the exact same thing, but trying to keep, keep it in check, Casey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and say, what did it, but you also had a passenger. I had a, like, yeah. He, he, he had his own mission, I think.
2: Yeah, so, I had Eric with me, uh, our good buddy. Yes. Nice. Uh, well, I would say in the Discord he used to be, but now he's not in the Discord uh, because of technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Do you realize if you forget your Discord credentials, it's just gone? It's lost. Yeah, forever? <sighs> yeah, I hmm. do.
1: So <laughs> I got lucky and found found a way back in. But Jesus.
2: so Ugh. yeah, don't ever forget those. But uh, Eric is a proud member of our groups. Uh, he went with me this time, so I wasn't you know in the car alone all day. Just listening to Terry Pratchett novels, like slowly <laughs> with my sanity leaking out of one ear. But uh had someone to bounce stuff off of. And uh, that was nice. made it much more enjoyable and had a witness to the like the crap that just happens to me on these road trips to get beer. How
1: how many cars were on fire this time?
2: No cars on fire, but you remember okay, let's let's think back to when I went to New Holland for <laughs> mm-hmm. Day of the Dragon. And the GPS decided I needed to take a detour through Michigan farmland and drive through some <laughs> farmer's dirt field. Nearly happened again in Illinois. Dead serious. And I have – Eric is my witness to this. We're following the GPS, and it's trying to deviate us from our route. It's like, at the next intersection, go straight. It'll be faster. It's like, oh, it'll be like 12 minutes faster. And we're like, uh, okay. We get to the next <laughs> – air quotes I'm doing here, intersection, which is just a left-hand turn, because (laughs) you can go straight on a muddy tractor path through (coughs) rows of corn, (laughs) (laughs) and it was snowing, Uh. and we just kind of pause, and we're looking at this, and I'm like, I'll do it if you want to, (laughs) In the Prius. Well we'll take I was, I told, I was like, I've taken this thing offload off roading through farmers fields before. We'll do it again. He's like, No, let's stay to the paved road.
3: I'm not afraid.
2: Also I on top feared. of that, we uh we got a collect call from the Boone County Jail.
3: <laughs>
2: from uh Juan. Somebody's
3: trying to just guess a number.
2: And uh it, I just, I looked at him in the car as we're going through the, like, the, it's giving us the spiel, and I'm just like, you down? I was like, let's talk to Juan. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh my. I was like, we were going to talk to Juan until it starts bringing up the, like, it wants that, it wants to know how to charge us and all this stuff. And I was like, sorry, Juan, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> I was like, if you had paid for yeah. this call, Juan, we'd have just talked to you. But otherwise, nope. Sorry, Juan. <laughs> like, that, that would have been fun.
0: This is on your phone? Yeah. Okay amazing <laughs> uh.
2: and uh yeah we we made it there we got lots of beer uh, i think he got lots of whiskey like i think mm. he just like got a case of whiskey from three floyds Ooh. and uh, 12 bottles of whiskey <laughs> oh a new thing they did this year that was uh, like unannounced they were selling single bottles of dark lord that you didn't have to pre-order or anything You could just Mm. walk up and buy uh, single bottles of last year's and this year's. There was, like, no limit on it. So you could have just walked up and been like, I want a case.
1: Nice. Wow. Cap. Trying to incentivize people to, you know, show up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, since, you know, such a short amount of time. I haven't had much time to get into anything else yet. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, my phone, which his, is his already new opened. phone that got it, got here while he someone was else gone. already took the took the liberty to just go ahead and open my new phone.
0: I didn't do anything else to it but get it out of the box.
2: If you took did the you, plastic, mm-hmm. off I was going to
1: say nine, if you if you took that plastic from him,
2: no, would, I did not. No, those would, I am not a monster. A, a judge would rule with me on divorce. <laughs> it would just it would be going down. <laughs> no, that's fair. She had it coming. That's fair. Yeah, she took the plastic off my new phone. He just slammed them out and then guilty twenty guilty. years in prison. And it's like what? <laughs>
1: uh i actually bizarrely recently discovered i had missed one of the peeling sections of my phone like around the the uh um, edge because i put a, i keep mine in a case
2: yeah
1: uh, except when i run because my case can't fit in my back pocket uh because my phone's so Frequently
2: big large. Is it, we're, yeah. we're still talking about a phone phone's not code word here right <laughs> No,
3: no. It's It's too big. It won't fit. Such a big phone. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a big phone.
1: But yeah, I literally like this week, like looked up and I went, what? Why is there plastic on my? (gasps) Oh, There's an extra side to remove.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I did not deprive anyone of that. All I did was like get -hmm. it out of the main box and then open the other one.
2: I have yet to examine the phone to see if this is true. Whatever. I'm not, that, that's just, that's a, that's
0: a line I'm not crossing. That's ridiculous.
3: You can either yeah. confirm nor deny. All right, All right well, well. Do we have, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess, we, you know, usually we
1: do our, our news shows every couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of technical difficulties. It's a shame we didn't have any news to talk about.
2: Oh, wait. Uh, what's yeah. that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard that in a while. This is where our news segment used to be, and it's where it is again tonight because Because
0: special circumstances
2: because it's only been a week since our last run so there's not a whole lot of news to talk about except one gigantic story
1: except something we could not ignore (laughs) so full rundown before we even get to the story in our discord someone broke this news before it showed up on internet write ups
2: so yeah no no names out but if you were a part of our discord you actually had a good what 20 minutes about a
1: couple yeah uh, i would mean, you want half an only, hour to an hour
2: yeah of a head start on the story that it it broke in our discord first <laughs> no it was just like the news was probably trickling through but uh through an inside source, uh, the information landed in our Discord before it had hit the internet. So yeah, yeah, join the join the Discord, and you too can sometimes in a great while get inside information <laughs> mere <laughs> minutes before it hits the mainstream.
1: Uh, uh, today we learned, or the, and that day we learned that Larry Bell likes money.
2: Mm. Oh, uh, well, there's two sides to it that Larry Bell likes likes money. And has uh, health issues.
1: And has health issues.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, we had. Uh,
2: yeah, I was like, who's going? Who's doing this
0: right now?
1: <laughs> got a write up from Good Beer Hunting. Which is where the article I found for it earlier in the week. Uh, uh, Bell's Brewery sale adds to Japan-led uh, beer collective's growing international portfolio. Huh. Yeah, because Bell's Bell's Brewery has been sold. Uh and wonder what Japanese uh Japanese beer collective could have possibly bought them.
2: okay, so it's they've painted the sale in a different light. Rather than saying that Kieran Holdings, like that Kieran is who bought them, they painted it as New Belgium
0: mm-hmm. is yeah. who
2: they sold to. And it's like, nay nay, Kieran bought you. You sold yeah. it to Kieran. The CEO of New Belgium will now run the Bell's operation.
1: Right. Yes. From the right up here, as I say, the gist Bell's Brewery, the nation's 16th largest brewing company, today announced its sale to Lion Little World Beverages, a global craft beer division of Japan's Kieran Holdings. The second purchase this fall for Kieran, which just days ago approved uh, got approval for a $368 million deal to purchase Australia's Fermentum. That's kind of like that name. Uh, owner of three breweries, Fixation, Stone, and Wood Brewing, and Two Birds. Uh, one, stone. Of, uh, <laughs> one stone and one wood. Uh. Now, At the start of uh, 2021, Kieran also bought a minority investment in India's Bira 91 for a reported $30 million. Uh, we know them. Well, from a lot of things. But we know them from uh, their purchase of New Belgium in 2019. Uh, and the latest move is the largest craft brewery sales since.
2: You may know them, uh, or you may remember them from such classic hits as State Sponsored Genocide.
1: <laughs> yeah... Uh, and supporting holding companies that funnel money for war criminals. Anyway, uh, uh, Bell's was, uh, produced nearly 462,000 barrels of beer in 2020, sold in 43 states and Puerto Rico. Uh, Bell's Facebook page indicates all of its locations will be closed on November 10th and 11th to so allow staff to reflect on the past year and talk about what's ahead.
3: Also, to inventory everything so the sale can be uh, documented appropriately. Yeah, and to figure out who's going to get fired.
1: Hmm. Uh, They have a little thing founded in Kalamazoo, Michigan in 1985. It'd be funny if it was 1885. Uh, Bell's is the uh, top-selling craft brewery in its home state. I'm sorry, what was that, Chris? I
2: said Larry isn't that old.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh, Anyway, uh, selling uh, $48.5 million in Michigan chain retail in uh, January 1st to October 31st as tracked in the market research firm IRI. That's literally under half of its national tally of $105.7 million. Uh, In the Mitten State, Bell sold almost $20 million more than the second best-selling brewery, Founders. Who also is not craft either.
2: Uh yeah this marked the end of Bell's being crafted. Oh man. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh Bell's really- nationwide sales are on pace with Firestone Walker Brewing and Anheuser-Busch owned Elysian Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh with the aqu- acquisition from Kieran, uh now owns two of the top 20 US breweries in terms of production. Thanks to a spike in sales of its Voodoo Ranger IPAs, New be- Belgium added almost 100,000 barrels of production during its first year of ownership by Kieran. And yeah, they have been just slinging that stuff out the door because every time I look around, there's just Voodoo Ranger just falling off beer shelves. Oh, there's,
2: there's a yeah, new... Everywhere. There'll be a new Voodoo Ranger. Like, every, every quarter, there's a new one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like hmm Like, that's pretty much... I don't even see Fat Tire anymore. It's just Voodoo yeah. Rangers. There's, like, nine different Voodoo Rangers on the shelves. And they may have one of the like Belgians from New Belgium, and that'd be it.
1: Huh. Uh, so, why this matters for Kieran, Bell's adds the lar- another large American brewery to its portfolio region, the Midwest, uh, in which it doesn't currently own one, adding Lion's global expansion and creating a more th- uh, thorough collective of U.S. breweries stretching from coast to coast. In addition to Colorado's New Belgium, Lion's uh, U.S. holding company currently includes Minority Stake and New York's Brooklyn Brewing, which itself owns Minority Stakes in California's 21st Amendment and Colorado's cool. Funkworks. Man,
0: that's a, we- that's a web.
1: Mm -hmm. And California's Magnolia Brewing, which uh, New Belgium bought in 2017 and was included in the sale to line. Uh, Bells has made significant improvements at its production facilities in the past decade, spending $7 million to upgrade equipment in 2017 and 2018 on top of $52 million expansion announced in 2010. Uh, upgrades include tunnel pasteurizers, a piece of equipment that allows for greater uh, quality control and products that require post-fermentation juice additions, like flavor, flavored malt beverages and ready-to-drink cocktails. Uh, if Kieran and Bill see fit, the state-of-the-art equipment could offer a path for both uh, FMBs and RTDs. Uh, flavored malt beverages and ready-to-drinks. To
0: so yes. Now al- a- acronyms everywhere. Mm-hmm.
3: TBD... Uh, a S A P. T T Y L
1: T T E F N. Bye
3: bye for now. C U N T. Something. See you next Tuesday. Uh, something,
2: something depletions.
1: Mm. Stop! I can only get so. Never mind. Um, for bells, the sale solves a succession question for the Bell family. For years, indicated that the bre- intended the, they intended the brewery to stay in the family. If you recall, we talked about Larry Bell's daughter, Lara Bell, briefly served as CEO from February 2017 to May 2018 after a decade of roles within Bell's. But after she left a leadership role at, three years ago to explore her other passions and interests, it wasn't clear if anyone else within the Bell's family would helm the brewery, brewery in the coming years. usually uh, really only a couple of us left who were the founder and president uh, – and are still the founder and president today as part of an independent brewery that doesn't have an investor partner or hasn't been sold, Bell told Encore Kalamazoo this year. And top, uh, In the top ranks, there aren't many of us left. Uh, sale marks at the end of a 36-year family leadership for Bell's, an unusual progression for this size. Maybe uh, just list a bunch of people who have sold off since. Uh, but yeah, this was, a, this is this was a kind of a big – yeah, and – he also had. They also put out like a Facebook thing where, you know, they tried to push the propaganda as they wanted. Mm. Where it was, we are. We've been bought by New Belgium. Yeah, I was watching that clip and I went, "Oh, you haven't." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but apparently, he had some health issues. Uh, Larry Bell had had some health issues and uh, needed to step down anyway. And so this lets him retire back into. a Mountain of money. Mm. Uh, Did make me think, though, when it happened, can you think of any, you know, big commercially available breweries that are still doing good, like, either still producing a solid product consistently or, like, you care anything about that are left that are still craft? Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. That's about it. That was, that was,
2: I, hmm? still family-owned.
1: I, I was walking through finding like the big names and craft of that tier now, and I just went, yeah, that's it. Stone's mm-hmm. kind of bottoming out to some degree, just like, they just love lawsuits too much now.
2: Writing's on the wall for Stone. It's merely time before it happens for them.
0: There's just like regional stuff now. Like for us, like, um, Fat Heads and uh, Great Lakes. You know.
1: Yeah, everything... like. We're 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 losing that that super top end of of craft, and we're getting to the basically like everything's going to get regional again until it all kind of.
0: If if they Sam can sustain
1: Adams. that, maybe. Yeah. Hmm?
0: Besides freaking Sam Adams, like.
1: Yeah, they are. They're more of anyone that was going to you know kind of get close-ish to the big, the big two in American beer. They're. They're there. They're never going to get to that level. but.
0: Oh, no. no. I mean, who can? Like, that's... I don't know. Uh,
1: but yeah, uh, where'd you guys think as, as everything kind of broke down?
2: It, it hurt. It, it, I mean, it was a range of emotions <laughs> very quickly.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it was... I, I felt kind of the same. I, I kind of sat at my desk at work when I saw the news, just kind of in shock. Just kind of like, but, huh. I did have to look up, and I was like, yeah, Two-Hearted is still considered the best beer, regardless of whether it was craft or not. <laughs> uh, so I was like, well, they can't take that title from them, I guess.
2: Wait, but then I went, the
1: but my, my immediate thought was, is Casey going to be happy, mad, or just going <laughs> to laugh?
2: We go live to Casey Price for his reaction. Casey? Mm.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's like um, I had just gotten to the point where i was starting to forgive them, <laughs> and they betrayed you again. <laughs> yeah, remember? I mean, I was
1: I was drinking. Yo, yeah, no. beer. yeah, we saw you do it. We were surprised. Like just I was a, like,
3: yeah, just a month ago.
2: Mm-hmm. But it's again, right I want to I want to feel betrayed but again. They stayed family on this long, and. You had the last person who in the family that cared, Larry, the founder, and he has health issues now. He can't do it, slash, I guess, doesn't want to do it. I'm upset they didn't explore other routes, like selling to the, kind of how we just talked about Odell's, like selling to the workers or something.
3: So, Odell's talked about this, and the thing that they don't really tell you is that it did not work Mm. at... New Belgium at all, mm. and it worked so poorly that another company had to come in and buy it out because of the way they did it. Oh yeah. And so if New Belgium is talking to them and saying, "Hey, we'll come and buy you," oh, you don't want to go that route. We did that, and this was how bad it was. It could be, it could be real interesting to see that. Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't know. That was it was. It was some. It was some rough news because you know Bells was one of those, those stalwart craft bre- craft breweries that you're always just like, yeah, they're always going to be there. Nothing will ever <laughs> change.
2: Let's let's see how hard this hits. Uh, hop slam sales. <sighs> what we're like a month away. Two months. Yeah, away? I was one.
1: Part of it too has just been kind of like, it's it's. Uh, the people who like really care. I don't think you're going to really affect sales that much. True. Uh, so, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: we were already past. <laughs> we've we've already more or less moved on. We we've, we only get it when it's like nearby. Like, oh yeah, I'll okay. get like maybe one or two of these. Yeah. But like we weren't we weren't like loyally buying it in cases. So yeah. What's their distro like? Is it, it the forty three states? That was, okay. Talking to someone I know who's in uh, uh, Nevada uh, earlier, and I mentioned bells. Like, you guys get bells down there? He's like, "Yeah, yeah, they sold off." And he's like, "Well, shit."
3: <laughs> what do I do now?
1: And he's like, "Yeah," but I don't know. Just they, they, they hit wide. Like, I mean, they, you know, what was it, eighteenth or sixteenth or something in in the U.S. That's that's no small feat. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know I think what, it's time we move on to the topic. Yeah, you know what's
2: available in all fifty states?
3: Red,
1: red white. Even white, white, white. I can't do rosé. Rosé doesn't doesn't have the right.
0: Yeah. Too many syllables. It's it's yeah. It messes the whole thing
1: up. Rosé. That's the best I could do. Anyway, we're doing boxed wine today. Comes, you can get it in any kind of any kind of wine you want. You get they got a box for that. Uh, here's a box for that. So is, is before it, we get, is it like
2: USPS. Oh. If it fits, does it ship?
1: I mean, we'll get to a part of that that's not untrue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're gonna before we get into some some history, I want to state the obvious: there isn't technically boxed wine, or at least there can't be for a very long period of time, because cardboard is a truly terrible vessel for drinking. Yes. Uh, for cl- forget clear bottles, nothing will ruin the flavor of something like drinking cardboard. <laughs> You can, you can dance on cardboard. Mm. You You can drink cardboard. Uh, All boxed wine is actually bag in box, Mm. which should be obvious from the second you open up a box of wine. Uh, This may not. This makes it not too far removed from soda fountain products, which are bag and box as well. But this doesn't require CO two for carbonation. Although, I feel like there's money to be had here. <laughs> uh, like some wine spritzers. just Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a digression, and we haven't really even started, so let's get to the actual That's topic. Dangerous territory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, The process of pa- of packaging cask wine, or boxed wine, was invented by Thomas Ag- Uh by the way, if you think that's the hardest work we're going to have here because we're starting with Australia, you're wrong. Oh,
0: never. Yeah. That's, never
1: uh, there's a word in here, <laughs> and I'm sorry. I think it's Brittany. Sure. Uh, anyway, he was a winemaker uh, from Renmark, South Australia, and he patented uh, and patented by his company on April 20th, 1965, at least the process for it. Uh Polyethylene bladders of one gallon or 4.5 liters were placed in corrugated boxes for retail sale. The original design required the consumer to cut off the corner of the bladder, pour a serving of wine, and then reseal it with a special peg. And uh, was based on a product already on the market, which used bag and box, uh, which uh, was a bag and box used by mechanics to hold and transport battery acid.
3: Mm.
2: That's a great place for inspiration. So who, who looked at that and said, you know what? We could put booze I put in wine.
3: That. You fit so <laughs> many wine in this. <laughs> just slaps that
1: bag. I could fit so many wines in this. Uh, yeah, doesn't that still, like, a special peg you've got to reattach? Like, I'm just picturing, like, you have to put, like, a clothespin on top of your on top of your bag of wine inside your cardboard box. That's just, that's too much work. <laughs> Uh, in 1967, uh, Australian inventor Charles uh, Malpas and Penfold Wines patented a plastic airtight tap and welded uh, tap welded to to a uh, metallized bladder, making the storage much more convenient. So that little spout on your uh, on your box wine started in 67. Uh, all modern cask wines uh, now use some sort of plastic tap, which expo- uh, is exposed by tearing away the perforated panel in the box. For the next decade, bag-and-box packaging was primarily uh, preferred for producers of less expensive wines and is cheaper to fabricate and distribute than glass flagons, which is served uh, in a similar market.
2: Ah, flagons. <laughs>
0: it's like, that's just a great word, really. <laughs>
1: Some people said that it would never catch on. Even Tom Avigno- Engove's son was skeptical about his father's invention, and it did really take off. Australians went for it in a big way and it was much cheaper than other wine and certainly cheaper than spirits. The bladder or bag-and-box revolutionized Australian drinking traditions, uh, and it was thought that one of the attractions was that no uh, no one could see how much you were drinking. There was a downside, though, as children could help themselves to the wine, and the parent might not ever uh, understand why they, uh, that they were doing this. I love this.
3: <laughs> not that I approve of children drinking, but, I mean, Just, it's better than trying to refill the bottle of vodka with water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, in Australia, due to the difference in how wine is taxed compared to other alcoholic beverages, boxed wine is often the cheapest form of drinkable alcohol a 4-liter cask of at least 9.5% alcohol can be found for around 10 Australian dollars.
2: I mean, yeah, comparable. That's the, right, yeah. The dollar to, you know, liquid ratio there. Yeah, that's, uh... It'll get you drunk.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, these attributes have led to box wine being widely available throughout Australia and holding a prominent place in Australian popular culture. Uh... Family crocodile Dundee liked himself some boxed wine. <laughs> sure, uh, that's just the most productive way I could phrase that. Sorry, uh, wine puritans in Europe did not like the idea of such outlandish containers of wine at first. After all, wine had been stored in glass bottles with stoppers, although uh, not corks, since Roman times.
3: Do corks. Oh. Wine puritans have. Quirks on their hats instead of belt buckles. <laughs> uh, they better. They, uh, <laughs> they do believe in, uh,
1: in uh, uh, witches. They call them phylaxera. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: uh,
1: must pur- like I got soul Sally Jane consorting with phylaxera.
2: Purge the grapevines.
1: Uh, anyway, corks were introduced uh, in the 19th century. Uh, they allowed wine to get some oxygen as it de- uh, develops in the bottle, and a part of savoring fine wine is the pop of the cork as it comes out of the bottle. All the senses are engaged. You can even hear the wine. Some say this is why we clink glasses when we drink with friends. Touch the wine.
3: Feel yes. the wine.
1: We'll get into a little bit more about how... The packaging differences uh, work in a second, but I th- there is a fun term uh, I want to point out uh, that when you remove the outer box uh, in Australia, it may be called a goon sack,
3: <laughs>
1: a goon oh. bag or chateau cardboard in Australia. That
3: I don't know words. what it actually means, but I almost feel like it's a slur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh this term is gonna come back up in a, the the goon thing is gonna come back up in a minute, but I wanted to I just wanted to mention that quickly before we
2: I I wanna stick to calling it uh chateau cardboard.
3: Yeah. I like that one.
2: Because the others I feel are some kind of racial slur that I want to avoid.
1: Well then I'm sorry for the f uh Someone hit that Sorry for on one Urban of your Dictionary. uh for one of the next sections later.
2: Hit it up on Urban Dictionary. One of no. one of you. Why
1: Urban Dictionary that? is a source for part of this, but we'll get there.
2: <laughs> Alright, we're going to talk about why box uh, Throughout history, wine has been packaged in whatever technology prevailed at the time. As we've mentioned, uh, the wine bottle as we know it today didn't emerge until the early 19th century. Once winemakers started using them, though, corked bottles quickly became the standard. Glass didn't interact with or add any flavor to wine, allowing it to age gracefully, and the cork seal protected the wine from oxidation mostly in the last decade or so cork experienced a major setback as cork taint became a reoccurring (laughs) issue
3: now that is a slur (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: i gotta say after sitting in the car for nine hours i got some bad cork tank going on (laughs) tank cork (laughs) and despite its time-honored place in bottled wine Cork's other vulnerabilities left something to be desired. Today, there are a few other options if you want to avoid cork taint, screw caps, cans of wine, and of course, boxed wine.
1: Mm. Cans of been... wine are, are picking up, and I think if, we may eventually do a whole episode just on, on cans of wine.
2: Yeah. Oh, probably. It, we did during uh, one of our wine episodes, We had we actually got cans. Something because it was something that's meant to oh, be done.
0: the cupcake,
2: um, yeah, 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 because it was me- uh, the style was meant to be as fresh as you can get it, and so we're like, Yeah, that makes complete sense. What was that one? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, um, oh, I can
0: picture the can, even,
1: yeah, it's there's some, some, some kind of wine. Th- also screw caps. I used to love when I was bartending just because I was like, I just don't have to deal with a bottle opener, just walk right. over, wine open, go.
2: It was our New yeah. Zealand wine,
1: yeah, uh, okay. I, I could. Th- I think, well, I feel like was, there was a white wine we had from New Zealand that was like yeah. a screw cap that was, or a can Barbar- too, that was, that, yeah, were, yeah, that Mar-
2: were good. Marlboro. Because um, we, Bar- we went to Flavor Country. Flavor Country. Yep.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, anyway.
2: Yeah, tangent aside, uh, the fact that wine is removed from the flexible bag without adding air to fill the vacated space greatly reduces oxidation of the wine during dispensing. Compared to wine in a bottle, which should be consumed within hours or days of opening, bag-in-box wine is not subject to cork taint and will not spoil for approximately three to four weeks after breaking seal.
1: I used to keep. We used to keep a box of wine forever at the bar because we'd use them like for sangrias.
2: Oh.
0: and I just keep it in oh, the fridge, yeah. and
1: just like you kick that thing open, and it's just like no, it's fine. It'll be. It'll last forever.
2: I mean,
0: that's
1: uh, that, that, well, that I mean,
2: a big advantage of I it. Mean, it's I going into sangria. You're fruiting it anyway. No one's ever going to notice.
1: That's the other part too. It's like, yeah. Like, "Whoa, what if it's gone bad?" No one cares. How, how can you tell sangria mix fruit I put on top? They'll never know.
2: <laughs> wine contained <laughs> in plastic bladders is not intended for cellaring and should be consumed within the manufacturer <laughs> printed shelf life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I want to see someone's wine cellar. And it's just boxes. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
3: Why is that not a thing? I'm going to make
2: that a thing. <laughs> it
1: it would be more efficient stacking-wise.
2: Yeah, it would. <laughs> Deterioration may be noticeable by 12 months after filling. Probably. Uh, well, there are other reasons that boxed wine might be preferred, and it has nothing to do with taste. The Take it back.
1: Chris has Chris has the word, and I'm sorry
2: the Scandinavian state institution system bolaget und wenn monopolet.
1: <laughs> just when you thought the words were safe
2: <sighs> yeah just analyze the environmental impact whatever that uh, can we call that the <laughs> sv
1: as <laughs> i said the suv
2: the S- Yeah, the suv we'll just If it comes up again, it's just the SUV. Uh, They analyzed the environmental impact of various wine packages in 2010. Bag-and-box packaging was found to leave only between 12 and 29% of the carbon footprint of bottled wine, and also to be superior by every other ecological criterion.
1: You would think cardboard and plastic, well, I guess that's both recyclable, but... Cardboard uh, is. The plastic's...
2: That, so, mm. recyclable plastic plastics things. is not what everyone thinks. Yeah. I, I, you're going to get me on a big tangent I'd, with this. But still, it's
1: it's still better than glass bottle,
2: apparently.
3: Yeah. Uh, people don't really recycle the glass bottles that often, so. Yeah. yeah.
2: But the cardboard is a thousand, like, that, oh, yeah, that mm. that stuff can be recycled easily. Uh, the plastic, it, since it had wine in it, no. like if, <sighs> you, Yeah. They had food any, thing. Any consumable good that touches the plastic basically makes it so it can't be recycled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you think, if you're recycling, putting anything in your recycling that food touched and thinking it's getting to be recycled, it is not. It is just being diverted at the recycling facility. Mm-hmm. And I'll take this moment to say please check with your local no. uh, collector. Of your recycling to see what actually is and isn't recyclable. Because I'm going to explode if I have to look someone in the eye who just points at the three arrows on something and be like, says it's recyclable here. (laughs) And it's like, no, that is the myth that it's up to you to make the right choice. Like, they're being, the companies are being awful. Like, everything is not recyclable. Just because it has that graded thing on it doesn't mean whoever does your recycling can recycle it right take take the five extra minutes and go to the website all right (laughs) rant over no it's not over but i'm just going to stop there But bag and box (laughs) packaging is less expensive and lighter than glass bottled wine uh and easier to take camping which i think we're gonna also go into some of those uh benefits Uh, i mean uh, at
1: that point though like just put it in your your water bladder and just Use that Use that bag of wine.
2: You just replace your water bladder with it. You just put a strap on it. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, bag and box... Man, that's... A, I'm just picturing the still suits from Dune. Just <laughs> instead of water, you're just getting wine back into you.
2: It's what Robert Baratheon used. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Bag and box packaging is less expensive and lighter than glass bottle wine. Tyler Coleman from New York Times, uh Opined. Opined? Opined. Okay. That it is more environmentally friendly than bottled wine, as well as being easier to transport and store. Typ- typical bag and box containers hold one and a half to four seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottles of wine per box, hmm. though they can come in a wide variety of volumes. So, I mean it's just all around just a smarter decision. You got mm-hmm. you got more drunk, you got more drunk for your buck. Hanging <laughs> hanging in that bag in that box. It's
0: honestly just like the beer thing. It's like people, you know, crapped all over canned beer and then, you know, in reality it's like the better thing to do. So. Yeah. Well, all right.
1: What should, what should you look for in a boxed wine?
0: Indeed. Uh, so first off, we have value. So, box wine has traditionally been seen as a cheap and cheerful value product. That's a, hmm, that's probably a brand. Uh, currently, they are less expensive and can be a bargain. Sometimes it can come down to less than premium wine in the box, but the value also, but the value also a product of the cheaper shipping costs and more and more wine that's available in bottles also comes in a box at a relative savings. Take the Bridge Lane Red Blend. 3-liter box is not much more than double the price of a 750-milliliter bottle, making it a great deal. Bottom line, expect to pay less for boxed wine. Which, <coughs> uh, um, for the, I mean, for the most part. Uh, quality, kind of a big deal, um, one would hope. Many of the options are easy drinking, everyday wines, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't find them enjoyable. The wine should be free of faults. Quality is improving, uh, as more producers use this packaging for mid-tier wines. But, I mean,
3: wine's got better, more things going than I do, free of faults and constantly improving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
0: but so uh, there's a, the caveat, uh, if you're a diehard wine snob, box wines might not be for you as, as of right now. Because, <laughs> um, you know, quality does have its limits. Um,
3: I I would like to see the marketing scheme of someone charging $300 for a box of wine.
2: Right. Can we can we play the clip from uh uh what was it like Adam knows everything or whatever? Oh god. Oh on. the the find that. the wine thing and it has the wine connoisseur guy at the end just, and he just like holds up the box of frenzy and it's like finally and he just like <laughs> opens a tap and it's like drowning in it. He's, like, gargling and just like, Aah.
1: Gargling and rosé, just like, yes! Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, because I was also just thinking, like, yeah, what we need to do is another of those, uh the, the blind tests. And it's like, yeah,
0: there's
1: yeah. some box wines. I
0: don't know if it would work for us as well, because... It wouldn't like work for Casey, us. I
1: meant for fancy um, people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, everybody but Casey would be like, yep, tastes like uh, wine.
3: I mean... I actually enjoy box wine (laughs) over some of the, there are, I mean, there's bottles out there that you're paying more for the packaging and marketing than you are for the wine.
2: Yeah. Well, it's most, isn't it?
3: (laughs) For the most part. Yes. Um, but no, I mean, if you're getting a, a $3 bottle of two buck Chuck because of inflation, um, you're paying mostly for the wine and packaging because they don't really do a whole lot of marketing. But if you're getting like a a $12 bottle of Kendall Jackson, it's pretty much, you're looking at very similar wine, but the packaging and marketing are are what drop the cost up. Yeah. Uh,
1: Speaking of packaging.
0: Indeed. Construction matters. You want the spigot to be easy to find, easy to pull through its opening in the cardboard box, and... That's what she
2: said. Yep.
0: Easy to turn on and off with no leakage. That's also what she said.
2: Very important things.
3: <laughs> but but this next one, she really did say.
2: With a no tetra leak- pack. Oh. With a tetra pack,
0: you want to, you want the cap to screw on securely, so you don't spill any wine while you're coating it along on an adventure.
2: Hey, uh, these are all things that every man is well aware of. Like, it's just your day to day life.
0: Also, a cardboard carton offers lots of surface for inventive design. Fun labels make boxed wines giftable.
3: Ooh, don't know about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, oh, right.
3: <laughs> <Well>, I mean, <laughs> ah, you, you this, can, is, uh, this is me saying I'm cheap and I think you're an alcoholic.
2: <laughs> I mean, you can you can put it in a box. It's a great gift when you put it in, uh, put in, a in a box. It's your wine. It's your
1: wine in a box.
2: Okay, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that leads really, really nicely into uh, drinking games for boxed wine. Slap the bag. I think this so, is our
2: favorite to talk about. Yeah.
0: So, the general guidelines for this uh, play is limited to eight persons per bag of wine. Uh, one bag of wine shall be required for every eight persons or part thereof. No right. more, no less.
2: Then eight persons per bag of wine. Nine persons is just right out. (laughs) Right
1: out.
0: Play shall include only Franzia brand boxed wine. Other brands have been known to leak or burst
2: with repeated impacts. That's what I keep telling her.
0: Mm. Uh, Slap the bag may commence with a, quote, practice round. Uh, If you are a late joiner, you are not entitled to a practice round. That's just, that's just, like. That's the rules of all life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Rules of play. A game of slap the bag will commence with a chilled bag of wine being removed from the box. The player who purchased the wine is entitled to begin the competition, but is not obligated to do so. He may give the bag to a person of his choosing, who in turn must accept. Uh, A player begins his turn by consuming a quantity of wine, then proceeds to slap the bag, hoping to make a valid quote, smack. So think, I, I'm thinking like the slap bet from How I Met Your Mother. Like It has to be a, you know. Um, the rest of the players vote, gladiator style, on the volume and resonance of the player's smack to determine whether it was valid. If there is a majority thumbs up, the player will pass the bag uh, to, by pitching or having toward, heaving toward the next player. Uh, the bag may not be handed off. Once passed, the next player shall begin his turn. See rules of play. Yeah, uh, slap the bag I, game is com- is complete when the bag of wine is emptied. When consuming, you are not allowed to pause or come up for air or take a break. This will result in the end of your turn, and will and play will proceed to the slapping and voting stage.
2: So I want there was- two things happen. We need. I want to watch a, a round, I want to watch this played as a, as though it were a high court. Seeing how this is written and like the rules are in almost like that kind of style. Or I want it to be like literally gladiator. Where we're all in like a sand pit and everyone's dressed in sandals and togas and we're like someone's out there in like leather straps. Right.
1: There there was desired? a section that almost made it into this episode about uh the uh the health problems with games like this and the, the <laughs> following one uh, as uh, mononucleosis spreads rampantly through a game of slap the bag. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
0: I, yeah. Uh, well, and nowadays, uh, yeah.
1: End of the
3: At France. that age, yep. Uh,
0: so uh, there's a, a variant of this game called uh, the Tour de Francia. It exists very complicated, requires a video. It's, the video it's a video of the Tour de France. The Tour de France. And, and that's it for that. Oh.
3: I want to it, know more.
1: It's literally you it's it's a traditional drinking game of like someone does a thing, you do a shot of like wine, and it's it's not, not at all fun because you have to watch the Tour de France. I'm okay.
3: I like that. I like the Tour de France.
1: Not not like this.
3: <laughs> the fact that it says requires a video of it's not even live. Yeah. Goon of Fortune. Goon <laughs> of Fortune. Uh, derived from the popular game show Wheel of Fortune, of course. This involves pegging a number of bags. Not,
1: not what you're thinking
3: right now. Get of, your mind out of the gutter. Of Goon to a rotary clothesline, such as the very Australian Hills Hoist. Okay, this is a very Australian... It is, game.
1: but but when I saw it, I understood the game immediately. So, do you know what a hills
3: hoist looks like? I'm guessing it's like a wheel with clips it's, on the edges.
1: It's it's like a think of a, a, a inverted merry go round, or uh, sort Sideways, of merry go round. No, well, it goes. It's yeah, the the you ha- it's it's a it's it's a big circle of, okay. of like a big metal thing, and you hang them on the top. You know, like a like a clothesline would. But it's got a central uh, pole that it kind of comes off of. Uh, you can search it and look it up, but it's. As soon as I saw it, I went, oh, that's a Hills hoist.
3: Yeah. Uh, you've seen them, I'm pretty sure. Now that I've, I've looked at the picture, whoever's listening, you've seen it. Um, they call it a height adjustable rotary clothesline. Mm-hmm. Partners stand around the clothesline, and the host, usually in a dress. Okay. Spins the clothesline and goon of fortune is shouted out. When the bag stops, whatever partners one well when the bags stop whatever partners, one must scull the goon whilst the other partner performs some sort of stunt, run right around, push ups or etc. Come back, tag their partner who stops drinking, and this continues until the goon runs out.
1: So whatever pair of partners Shows up. This is a section I actually pulled from Urban Dictionary because uh, it honestly had the more coherent version of it.
3: Uh, this reads like Urban Dictionary. It does because uh, you need to click a lot of the highlighted. I mean, a lot of the uh, the words to figure out what that definition is to come back to the next one.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently it's played in teams, and so if something comes to one. Someone will do a, a whatever stunt they you have agreed to. And then someone has to drink until they're done. Mm. Uh, and they, the, the, the host has to wear a dress because it's uh, they're, uh, uh Vanna White. Although Vanna doesn't spin the wheel. Oh, okay. Vanna turns the letters. Pat Sajak spins the wheel. But I
3: digress. Does he?
1: I thought yeah, the contestant well, spin the wheel. He spins it on the very last turn. Although I think he's discontinuing that practice.
3: I mm, digress. Moving into the top brands. So, according to Liquor.com, these are the best brands of boxed wines that you'll want to drink now. Number one, best overall, Boda Box. Old Vine Zinfandel. It's from California. 13% ABV. Tasty notes of black fruits, pepper, and blueberries. Uh, proudly produced from California grapes, this wine is very agree- agreeable on the palate and proves boxed wine is a force to be reckoned with. Bold with balanced acidity and notes of black cherry, black plum, pepper, well, black pepper too, uh, and blueberry. Uh, this dark and jammy wine pairs well with barbecue and grilled meats. Very They
1: say dark and jammy, and that sounds good, but it's wine, and I just am certain it's not.
3: Mm -hmm. The best red is Pour Haas Cabernet Sauvignon, California, 13%, red fruits, spice, and rhubarb. That sounds delightful. Mm -hmm. Um, Cab Sav is the head honcho of the wine grapes. Uh, Red wine grapes doesn't always translate well into a box. But the clever folks behind Poorhouse have it figured out. California blend is bold and mildly acidic with oaky notes of strawberry, raspberry, spice, and rhubarb. Luscious and full-bodied, you'll want to pair this with fatty meats and rich cheeses. Wine delivers exceptional quality and value. Do you think they named themselves
1: uh, Poor House because they decided if this doesn't work, we're going to end up in the
3: Poor House? Um... I think there are multiple layers to that name, as in, you know, pork So we're going to pour. Right. This, it's this it's spelled
1: like poor.
3: I but it. also, uh, you don't have to be poor to drink our wine.
1: Mm.
3: Or our wine won't put you in the poorhouse. That may be there. Yep. Mm. Le, uh, next up is the best rosé, Le Ville Fermé, Fermi, from uh, France. The Fermi Paradox. The Fermi. Uh, 12.5% ABV, floral, citrus, and peach tasty notes. Brown calls this wine produced by Southern Rhone's famed Perrin family one of the best wine values in the wine world. A blend of Syrah, Grenache, uh, and Sinsalt. It's a consistent gem that's 100% crushable. (laughs) <laughs> she says with red fruit palette and touches of citrus pear flesh and white flowers. Uh, what liquor.com experts say is it's a perfect match poolside with friends for those regular Tuesday nights with leftover Chinese food or simply Netflix and chilling folding laundry. Quote unquote
0: Chinese food and wine. I don't know how, that, how I feel there.
3: <laughs> First off, I rarely have leftover Chinese food. Or at least leftover Chinese food that makes it to the next day. Most of the time, it's like two hours later, and then I'm in it again.
1: Mm. No, it it usually makes it to the next day for me, but but then mm-hmm. it's still still going to be good. Like because I, I buy I buy so much Chinese food because it's it ends up being so cheap for the volume of food I get because I buy it by pints.
0: Say so I, I we typically use it as an excuse also to have it for lunch at work the next day. Mm-hmm.
3: It's good stuff. I like like a good good Chinese. Uh, The best white is Frontera Sauvignon Blanc uh, from Chile, 12.5%. Tasty notes of lemon peel, tropical fruit, and green apple. I think I would like this one. Bright, young, and fresh, the summery Sauvignon Blanc has its zippy roots in Chile's central valley, where the grapes have a mineral exuberance, yeah, I like minerally wines. Um, it's a crisp sip with citrusy, snappy appeal, hints of tropical fruit, and clean finish that make it a match for all sorts of light picnic foods. This one's a refreshing bargain. Everybody wants to you to go on a picnic in order to to drink these wines.
1: They do, and I don't feel like box wine. Would go well on a picnic, just in case like it rains. <laughs> then again, it uh, raining you your picnic picnic's going to be ruined anyway. Oh yes, yes, just slap the bag instead.
3: Um, I feel like you should have the best boxed wine to leave on your desk at work. <laughs> Just to have it there. Uh, the best budget is Franzia's Sunset Blush Pink Wine, nine uh, percent ABV wine from California, with strawberry, ripe peach, and grapefruit. No proper boxed wine list is complete without an appearance of Franzia. Founded in 1906, Franzia is one of the world's most popular wines. It's been known to invade your grandmother's fridge and college dinner parties. You have to be fancy at college dinner parties, so you get the boxed wine. The label likes to have a little fun and shouldn't all wine do that. The Sunset Blush Rosé is fun, and it gets its perfect pink color uh, from the media and – oh, sorry. The Sunset Blush Rosé is as fun as it gets its – It's as fun as it gets. uh, Ah, I see. From its – perfect pink color to the medium sweet notes of strawberry peach and grapefruit easily accessible and highly recognizable. This one is one of the most economical selections on the list. The best Pinot Grigio comes from bandit Pinot Gris, um, California at 14% lemon peel, apples and stone fruit founders founded by Vintners, Joel Gott, Charles Beeler, and Roger Magana. Oh, <laughs> That I
1: can make a joke about the name, but it's not going to be good.
3: <laughs> Bandit is committed to making delicious wines while preserving the national parks system.
1: Hmm.
3: Not only does Bandit make tasty Pinot Grigio, but their packaging makes it easier to have wine on the go, optimal for camping trips and long mountain hikes. And once you reach the summit, you'll be able to hit uh, the creamy aromas of peach, apple, pear, and lemon in this wine. This is a semi-dry with a citrus finish. Bringing along an almond-rich trail mix for out uh, world, you could bring along an almond-rich trail mix for an out of this world pairing. And finally, we get to the best poolside pick. It's from Tank Vin Rosé, uh, France, twelve yeah. to fourteen percent, varying strawberries, raspberry, and cream. We get with this—a blend of organic and sustainably fa- sustain uh, sustainably farmed. Grenache and Salt grapes from southern France, Languedoc region. This well-made rosé was fermented and stored in both stainless steel and concrete, so basically, in contributing no flavor with either one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no oak with stirring the, the leaves for a creamy texture. Along with its ripe red berry flavor, that body makes it the strawberry and creams of strawberry and cream of boxed wine. Yet it finishes with a lip-smacking acidity, making it a great summer sipper for chilling and snacking by the pool. All
2: that right.
3: is boxed wine.
0: I feel like that just that's logical that you have to have a best uh, poolside like that. You're like, yeah, okay. Oh,
1: yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, as I, I was going through the list, I was cutting things out, I was like, no, nah, we're even best pool side. That that's, and that's that seems right.
3: It's not even, you know, mentioned here, but I think one of the coolest things about box one is you take the bag out of the box and you put it in your pool bag. <laughs> and you've got four bottles of wine with as the minimal amount of bulk and and weight that you can yeah. with it. See, Dang I was just it. thinking of uh you you put it
1: in the pool with you and it just floats around by you. Mmm. If it
3: didn't warm up so quick, that huh, would be great. Mm. Huh. Thinking of
1: it being like metallic on the outside, so it's like reflecting off the sunbeams.
3: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I guess it is metallic. Some so, of them I'm are sure. anyway. Yeah. Cool. All right, so what are we drinking?
0: Drink with me, friend. Well, due to uh, I don't know, several circumstances. Uh, Bob, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'm drinking some uh, uh, some old Fezziwig. Uh, I went and grabbed the last bottle that my liquor barn had of, uh, of the Sam Adams uh, winter seasonal pack because they didn't have it last year. And I actually really wanted some old (laughs) Fezziwig.
0: I mean, yeah, (laughs) there's a whole thing about that, right? Like, from everyone on the planet. Mm
1: -hmm. So, uh, I went and grabbed it. And it does prominently say on the box, we're back.
3: Uh, (laughs) So, I guess they didn't make it
1: last year. Yeah, they didn't do it at all last year. Uh, So, they're like, oh, we're back. I was like, thank God. Because I... I was I was I was craving. I was jonesing for it. Uh, but no, this uh, from Sam Adams, this is a winter warmer. Uh, and it's got a strength of what does that say? Five point nine percent. oh how cute. It has twenty five IBUs. Uh, I taste no I taste almost no hop in this. Uh, what I taste are 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 uh, warming spices,
3: mm. uh, like a moline spice.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Uh, it, this is gonna sound weird. It tastes like Christmas. It tastes like alcoholic Christmas, <laughs> and it just feels good. Uh, you know, usually I'm on the the bandwagon of of you know keep your Christmas and you know after Thanksgiving, but. I haven't had this in a while, and I wanted it, and it's cold today.
3: It's, mm, yeah,
1: this this was the right time for this. I was like, oh, this this is matching to the season, which I've been mm. doing a lot more this year. Uh, used to was like, I'll drink anything I want, whenever I want. Now I'm kind of like, you know, what if it fit the mood of the of of you know the weather or how I feel? Oh, that's helpful too. <laughs> so. I've, I've been enjoying it. I did actually... I uh, had that towards the end of the show. I did also have their, their Reunion IPA, uh, which is also in that box. It's okay. It exists. <laughs> it's beer. It, it' Nothing to write home about, but, you know, it was fine. Nothing bad.
0: I feel like there's always one in the winter box that everybody's like, I guess, you know.
1: I mean, you know, there's also like the... the that, that box... Because I grabbed the box in case I needed to. Say. It is like mostly uh, it's like a winter lager, a white ale, an IPA, the Boston lager, and there's a, a holiday porter and the and old Fezziwig. The reunion IPA is new. And I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. Cool. How about you, Casey?
3: I have stuck to Style um... Luckily, the the thing about boxed wine is just about every store that carries wine is going to carry a box of wine.
1: I I thought real hard about getting it, but the amount of just waste was going to go into the very cheap purchase. Uh, I was like, I'd rather get something I'm going to enjoy.
3: Equivalent of four bottles of wine uh, for one purchase. Four bottles of wine. Four bottles of wine. Um, so I'm with the Boda Box Night Hot Black. Uh Cabernet Sauvignon, 13.5%. Favino gives it a three point five out of five. I it's very unoffensive. Uh I would definitely be okay with this. Uh it'd be great sangria material, like you said, Bob. Yeah. Or I mean, literally just straight. Uh one thing that you gotta watch out for with many boxed wines is they end up being sweeter because they don't finish fermentation. They're not fermented properly, or they used to be that way. Um Nowadays, sometimes they intentionally don't ferment them up all the way and leave them sweet. Uh, But this one turns out pretty good. I I think there's this Nighthawk Black Series. Nighthawk Black Series is, um, I don't want to say higher end, but it's one of those that it it kind of isn't the bottom of the box wine barrel. Yeah. $20 for a Four-liter box, three-liter box. It's, that's
1: going to do you for a while.
3: Yeah, for sure. So it's sitting on the desk here whenever I just want to reach over and grab a, a glass of wine.
1: All right. It it's there for when uh, when Frank and Zella want some wine, too.
3: That's right. And I'll never know, according to the show notes.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so today's show was written by Justin yep. Bob. And he used sources from, of course, uh, Wikipedia, Boxed Wine article, uh, Medium, Groundwork Presents, uh, Liquor.com, and uh, WikiWand. I've not heard of that one.
1: It's basically just uh, the same wiki thing, but it just popped up in my search results first. I I found the same article on Wikipedia and was like, oh, eh, whatever.
3: (laughs) Um, You can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. And follow us at Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv.
1: Yeah, and you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or you can use the uh, feedback page on the website.
0: Yes, and all joking and fun aside, we'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. And uh, this time, this is the last time I got the date wrong. and... I'm going to as well, Um, so I want to say check us out another couple of weeks for the next live episode. That is incorrect.
1: That's
3: Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Uh, check us out in December for the next live episode. The beginning of I think it's the
3: fourth or something like that. Should be. It's
0: like the first weekend of December. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because because holidays that's the time of year we're in now. So, hooray. Um. So, uh, just remember, you can check out patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Also, haveadrinkstore.com, where we have our ugly sweater uh, design right now. And, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
1: I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm
3: Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Bye.
0: <laughs>